0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Right Brain, podcast about writing and crowdfunded publishing. Good day, everyone, but well, welcome to Right Brain. I'm your host, G.F. Duboti, author of The Life Engineered, an upcoming horror book, A God in the Shed. And with me is, you'll be happy to know, very happy, relieved even to know that I'm not alone this time. And with me is my good friend, Paul Inman, author of the science fiction
1: epic *Ageless*. Paul, you're back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I am back. Thank so you. Thank you I'm, for being back. I, yes, you are welcome. I'm happy to be back. And your episode last week was interesting.
0: I had I had so <laughs> much fun doing it. sounded don't, like it, Don't man. get me wrong. I had a blast. It was. It was like playing with my toys back when I was a kid, making voices for them. It was just a lot of fun. I'm just not sure that this fun was shared by everyone. I'm going to go with the old adage: "No comment, good comment." That no one complained yet.
1: Yes, no one complained yet, so I think that we're all we're all good there. So, um, we actually have a special guest with us this week to sit in um, for the episode. And um, Jeff, would you care to do the introduction <laughs> since that's your thing?
0: Absolutely, we usually tend to have authors from the Inkshares community on on board, but this is someone that's kind of been hanging around the periphery of the Inkshares authors. She's interviewed a lot of us, especially when we're about to launch a book. She has yep. she's given us a lot of insight, asked some very good questions about the platform. Is obviously either a fan or a spy. Um, it's <laughs> a it's from uh, formerly from examiner.com, Alicia Smock. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Alicia. Alicia, sorry.
2: <laughs> That's okay.
0: So welcome to the show. How are you doing?
2: Hi, I'm doing very well. How are you? Um, I'm
0: okay. I'm all right. I'm, uh, <laughs> I have a lot to do.
2: So hanging in there okay then?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I've, <laughs> I'm glad because what I have to do is a significant amount of writing and a, some of it in a very short time and I'm just piling on some new projects too, which is... Great. I just wish some of them would pay, uh, but otherwise, it's it's fine. It's just, it's just I'm, I'm, I need I need I need sleep. Uh, Paul, how are you doing? Let's let's keep you in the loop.
1: I'm great. I'm doing great actually. I uh, I just came back from Pennsylvania a couple of days ago, and um, I had a good time in Pennsylvania, and I got some writing done um, for our anthology, Too Many Controllers, while I was visiting relatives. There's a lot of downtime. You know, when you go on vacation, there's a lot of downtime. And what do what do you like to do with your downtime, JF?
0: <laughs> What's this downtime? What, uh,
1: yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're not at your actual paying job, you know what I'm saying? What do you do? I write. Remember when you went on vacation <laughs> on, on the cruise? And what'd you do the whole time? I wrote. <laughs> Alicia, what do you do when you're not working at your at your day job? What do you do?
2: Um, a lot of reading and writing.
1: Exactly. So that's what I did. And I finished my first draft of 1989, which is the name of my short story, for the Too Many Controllers Anthology. So I've been having a good time. And and for those of you listening at home who care, which might not be very many, but I began working on the sequel to Ageless. Yes. That's, that's exciting. Sequels are exciting. The first awesome. chapter I've got about about a chapter. Well, I don't know. It might be a little longer, but I mean, uh, I'm still in the first chapter. But you know, so. Quick, but I, I'm pretty excited.
2: Quick question for you, Paul. Sure. For your sequel, mm-hmm. are you going to have chapter numbers or are they going to be years again?
1: Um, I don't. I haven't made a decision. My first chapter is actually called right now. Um, it's called Mediterranean Sea, 1941. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, lo- locations and in years yeah and that's you know sort of how it was in in uh ageless it was times a timestamp and a location in a year i may do away with the, with the timestamp, and i can tell you this that right as of right now today it's looking like this one might not be um not this one might be linear rather than non-linear
0: oh yeah. i don't
1: know how i feel about that it's the way this this particular story goes because it's really it's a sequel to Ageless, but it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like indirect. you know what I mean? Well, so,
0: it, yeah, I, I can see how it's hard to have a sequel if you're going to have it weave into the 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 past of the story. so
1: yeah, so it it's it's new territory for me. but um, that's called timeless, by the way. If you want to follow it, it's an idea on inkshares. any of you that are inkshares people? You can follow the idea. I think that we got to probably uh, twenty or two dozen or something. I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. But I appreciate you following it. If you are, if you are following. It. But that's about where I'm at. If um, I may, if I may make a, a humble,
0: no, not humble. I'm just gonna make a suggestion, and you're gonna be, you're, you're gonna sure. grit, you're gonna grit your teeth at this one, buddy. No I, I would change the title because timeless is. Actually, there's, there's a comic. There's another book called Timeless. There there seems to be a few things. And there's going to be a
1: TV show this fall is yeah, what I found there's, out. Yeah.
0: There's a few things <laughs> called Timeless bubbling up in popular media these days. And if you don't want your book to kind of get lost in the shuffle, mm-hmm. you, you you may want to, uh, to dig deeper. Sorry.
1: Well, I mean, that's okay with me because Ageless was actually not called Ageless for two-thirds of the writing. Okay, so it's your production so, title. Got it. Yeah, it's That's a, fine. It's That's a fine. working
0: title. You you could yeah. call it Coffee, Chris, for all I care during the production. But.
1: I'm probably not going to call it that, though. You know, I, you know don't
0: shoot it down.
1: <laughs> don't just, shoot it down. You're right.
0: I, I'm not going to. Sit on the idea for a while. See how it resonates <laughs> in a few months when you're yeah. really drunk. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or if you right. keep up with it. I mean, it's, your first book is Ageless. Your side quill was Selfless. Yeah. So you'd be well, going along with the less thing.
1: Do you see the mm-hmm. you see the theme that's there? Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to go with because I actually have a title for another book, a third book, because I actually am planning the sequels out together. They're being planned together. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you make that first movie when you're making a movie. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? So you make that first movie, <laughs> and then you get you get like awesome, and they give you funding for two more movies, and you kind of just write them all together, kind of like James Cameron's doing with the 13 Avatar movies or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right? So that's kind of where my mind is. So I have a title for the third one as well, and uh, it's along the same theme. So if start- I change it from Timeless, I have to find some other less. You know, I, like, y- uh, you'll know, like
0: you be fine. Go to Sysaurus.com. And you'll you'll uh, you'll yeah. <laughs> you'll probably have some ideas. Um, I will. I was thinking of writing some uh, some spin-off with humor with, for humor and calling one brainless and the you other know, one witless and just yeah, basically writing about those uh, those mutant immortals that aren't quite that smart. Yeah, satire. I like it. Do and it. their untimely deaths. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, spoiler. Come on. <laughs> Well, kidding aside, um, we we do have a couple of serious things to uh, to attend to. We need to yeah. finish talking about the uh, the contend the contenders that are currently in the the uh, Nerdist uh, video game book contest. Uh, we've still got two books in the top ten to talk about. Although it feels weird, like I, I wish everybody well, but we are currently at four days left before the end of the contest, mm-hmm. and. I don't I don't want to see the dice are cast because there's a there's a lot of fighting uh for second, third and fourth place but the books that we're going to talk about we're mentioning mostly for their funding not for the contest because they are since we're getting to them last they are lower on the on the ladder so they would need an incredible amount of support to catch up I'm not saying it's impossible
1: but yeah, but it's pro. It's not uh, probable. So, but exactly. really though, um, it's good exposure for these people. Like, and it's good exposure for you, the listeners, to to hear about these books because they do look like really good books. I mean, um, it wouldn't be in the top ten if they didn't have at least something. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, we liked you know before we started doing this contest thing, um, four or five weeks ago. You know our thing was we want to find these books that are like kind of the hidden gems or things that we personally are like would like to read and and, and talk about and stuff. so we um we i at least i I can't speak for you j f but I've enjoyed um kind of going off of our our normal m o for a little bit so
0: so i actually since we have alicia here, I want to ask her a question because this is something that. I, I love a bit of conflict and controversy because it, it, it's the kind of thing that foments discussion. What's your opinion of our bold move of entering this contest as a monolithic force of 15 quote unquote proven authors on Inkshare and kind of dominating the rankings? What, what, what do you think about that? Is this, is this something that you feel is ethical on our part? And remember, I can cut all
1: this out. So if I don't like it, but say, he won't. He's super lazy. So <laughs> It's
2: like, so just keep everything in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought I thought that that was pretty cool when I heard about the announcement. I mean, I'm, I feel awful because I haven't kept up with this contest as much as the first contest. But when I heard about the anthology from like a bunch of different stories from well-known Inkshires writers, I thought that that was a really cool idea. And, I mean, everyone who's reading your guys' books, I mean, now they're like, oh, hey, a bunch of short stories together. And, I mean, I could definitely see that taking off.
0: I'm, Yeah, that's...
1: That's how we feel, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. I my, my, my opinion's been very much like this is something that we kind of need to do because it's something that's inevitably going to happen, something that has that level of impact. It's just, it's always been, like, about how we go about it. So, I... My, I, I get from what you're saying that we've probably been handling it okay.
2: Oh yes, definitely. You're not, you're not flaunting it in anyone's face, and it's not. I'm. I mean, it's not unfair to have everyone in there. Not to mention with the anthology out there, if there are readers out there who have not read your guys's books yet, they read this anthology, find all these writers, all of you guys. They're gonna start looking at ink shares. They're gonna find you guys, and they're gonna start looking at other writers too, and even writers that come on, say, like a month from now.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a buffet.
2: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's a, yes. that's a fair point. It's a it's it's a good way of showing each of our individual readers that are on ink shares because they follow us specifically that Inkshares has more to offer than just, you know, buying from your little brother or your cousin or whatever, but you can actually find other authors. So it's it's a good way of opening up the door to to variety and exploration on the reader's part. So that's, that's a good that's a fair point. So shall we talk about some books?
1: Yeah. Let's let's do that. So um, these are currently uh, well. Let me run through the lead, the, the the top ten here. Um, in first place, we have Too Many Controllers, the anthology. In second place, tied for second place right now is In Beta and um, Destiny Imperfect. And uh, fourth place, we're looking at Are You Sure You Want to Quit? And these three books are the ones that have been really um, doing a lot of like digging in. And uh, changing positions, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th have been moving all around for weeks and weeks. So by the time you actually hear this, it might not be in this same order, but maybe. Squid's Inn is um, in 5th place, Mothering the Game in 6th, Side Scroller in 7th, and one that we're going to talk about um, tonight, A Soldier's Crest Imperium. And uh, in ninth, Ascend Online, and in 10th, our other book that we're going to discuss uh, tonight, The Glorious Denial.
0: While we're on the subject, I had the uh, the opportunity to have lunch with uh, Peter Ryan, who uh, who wrote Destiny Imperfect um, last week. Was oh, last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah um, yep. a little over a week ago. And he, he is a delightful human being. He, is a, he and his wife seem to have both a, a very colorful life and be very nice people? So I'm wishing them well from a
1: personal level. Um, what is, his wife has a book or something too, right? I'm pretty sure she does. Could be. I'm not, I feel like I saw it, but it doesn't matter. So, uh, was he visiting? Um, yes, they,
0: they visit Montreal, uh, fairly regularly. So I'm hoping, uh, both he and, uh, Jordan Ford, uh, another ringshare writer, visit Montreal fairly regularly. So I, I have a feeling I'll be seeing these guys, uh, on the regular.
1: That's cool. That's awesome. It so. Is uh peter or ryan when are you gonna come to south carolina so i can have lunch you know i haven't eaten lunch in years i'm ready for you to come so we can have some lunch uh let's stick, let's jump right in with a soldier's cr- uh crest imperium we had sandwiches S- yeah what'd you have oh sandwiches. you know what i i heard i heard actually jf no i heard what happened that your order was wrong
0: Oh let's not go let's talk about Soldier's Crest Imperium.
1: I heard what happened. All right, so sorry.
0: Why do you why do you follow me down the rabbit hole of my non sequiturs? Seriously.
2: Well now I'm curious about this. You need to share.
0: I'll I'll tell you later. It's a boring story. Especially compared to a Soldier's Crest Imperium. Let me read yes. you a little bit about it. Alright, go for it. Trying to keep this train on the tracks. So Nih- Nihilus Veltarion, A.K.A. Nyla No. Seventeen, is the next big thing in pro ga- uh, in the pro gaming scene. When an alien race known as the Eru assaults the, her planet, can Nyla and her friends find a way to defend it? That's an interesting hook because I can almost imagine the next sentence myself, which obviously involves. The these the characters using their uh, their their skills and talents as pro gamers to probably uh, through some techno- some level of technology help help in the defense of whatever planet it is. I'm I'm assuming not Earth.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't. I'm trying to find that actually.
0: <sighs> but anyways, it's the, the it's yes, funny. not been, Earth. I just I just
1: confirmed not Earth. You were
0: asking me earlier what I do uh, when with my free time. One of the things I do that isn't writing is oh, that Overwatch, I will play. Here
1: we go. Yeah, well, back <laughs> that, up, son. That I reminds did, me. There's a nice. There's going to be a really cool panel at Comic Con.
0: Yeah, I won't be there, so I'll be
1: there.
0: Yeah, suck it. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'll walk by and take a picture for you.
0: Thanks. You're you a <laughs> prince amongst men, Paul. I
1: might go to the panel actually, just sure. so I can taunt you and tease. Sure,
0: you. <laughs> sure. You're you're a gentleman.
1: Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Back to the back to that real crap. The stuff. So yeah, Go, books. So I was saying I
0: was going to make a clever <laughs> analogy and and an observation about the book. The fact that in the game Overwatch there is a character called Diva who is a pro gamer and she uses those skills to pilot a mech to in in to help defeat some robots and stuff it's part of the i won't go into the the details of how the, the overwatch backstory but this is what this reminds me of basically the the u- using someone that has obviously the kind of the twitch reflexes and the 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 uh, ingrained experience of using uh of, of using technology probably for some kind of remote operations to help defend their society and i think this, it's interesting that this seems to be something cropping up here and there probably a uh an echo of the fact that we're used you know well we're your military Paul is using drones and increasingly so the the idea of using the the this these these remote controlled objects and, and and robots that are controlled by people like the or video games seems to be sort of seeping into the uh the the, the the fiction uh realm.
1: So are you saying that your military doesn't use drones?
0: We probably do, but there. Look, we probably if we have drones, we have a drone, and and it's, it's kind of like used drone. We, like you we got bought, we bought it at
1: Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a parrot drone. Yeah, there you. Go. So you know the funny thing is, is um, the idea of having the um, gamers kind of have these abilities that can help them in in their situations. Uh, I, I actually toyed with that in some stuff that got cut from Ageless. So there's one chapter in Ageless early on where a guy is playing like an MMO-style game. And um, that was a setup for something that happened later that ended up changing during the course of writing. Actually, not even the editing, but the course of writing. And uh, I kind of liked that as part of his backstory, so I didn't really change it. So anyway, um, a little further down the page, you get to the... Um. here's a little bit about my plans for the book. Do you want to read that, JF? Or would you like me to take it? You take it from here. All right. The book takes place on a planet in in a far-off galaxy from Earth. On this planet, there is a super-powered telescope that allows the inhabitants to view all of the other planets around them. Using this, they start to develop a lot of different ideas, styles, technology, and trends from all of the worlds around them. With this amazing power and technology, their planet becomes one of the most fortified planets in the universe. It also becomes one of the largest targets in the universe as well, as alien life forms begin to take interest in getting their hands on the telescope. The most dominant alien force in existence, known as the Eru? is that what you said earlier? I'm not sure. That's
0: why. That's why I said. Is it correct? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: the author one, knows.
1: Yeah. Um, the Uru are one of those life forms that shows interest and begins to make plans to take the telescope. Meanwhile, our heroes, going by the clan name of the Lost Bears of Cydonia, are just young teens trying to break out into the world of professional gaming. Though unable to make it to the pros during the release and entirety of the hit game Imperium, <clears throat> excuse me, they now have a second chance at glory, with the recent release of Imperium Two, through skirmishes they try to earn a spot in the uh, pro circuit. But their rivals, the Dogs of Dogma, <laughs> Dogs of Dogma, do everything in their power to stop their progress. With their ever, with the ever, ever looming Iru on their way to their planet, can these young teens utilize what they've learned from aspiring to be professional gamers to save their planet? How can they find fight back? Find out how. In a soldier's quest crest, uh, I ruined it. I was gonna do it, but I, I, was I gonna just gonna ask it. if
0: you're having a stroke at some point because you're <laughs> usually a pretty skillful reader.
1: <laughs> I think I was. It's carryover from that Twitter thing today. Mm-hmm.
0: Or you're drunk. I mean, you're you're drinking a lot.
1: This is water. I'm really sure. thirsty.
0: Yeah, sure. That's why I it's tell my hot. boss too.
1: <laughs> well, so it smells the, um, like water.
0: <laughs> he's he's he. What I find interesting is obviously like the the I I I'm interested by the parallel I could draw to a game I'm obviously passionate about. I f- like that he seems to be drawing a very very broad canvas for his hu- universe, so there's room to do more than just one book. Mm-hmm. But as far as the campaign page, there like there's obviously a couple of a uh, couple of things that I would probably do that should that would may help. Like I you'll notice that the author name is Soldiers Crest.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that would be uh, an easy change that I think that he should do, which his real his name is actually you find out a little lair, obviously, Joseph and Gotti. So but that's an easy change. Nothing to that. Yeah, and, it's probably uh,
0: during the sign up that he he got confused because there's yeah. a lot of like information here and there. Yeah. And I I would obviously like and I keep this is one of my favorite things to harp on, is I would put the book info before the uh the about the book. Mm-hmm. But that that's, that's also fine. There, he does have he does have a video that seems interesting so at least there's there's that that's
1: good um and, I don't I can't I can't really tell i I think actually that that is artwork that's on the cover
0: um oh. yeah that's that looks like original artwork same thing for the profile image mm-hmm.
1: yeah so I would probably maybe take off the uh the generic Soldiers Crest—that's that's the one that comes on the book when you first sign up. Maybe yeah. take that off. Use your artwork because it looks good, and then uh, maybe find Add your own better. Yeah. yeah, find a better if, way to put the title.
0: Yeah, and if your artwork doesn't have color, put your color in your in uh, your topography so that it has it stands out more. Because mm-hmm. right now it's really like just a, a gray charcoal image. It's hard it makes it harder to read the, the the image that looks fairly well done. Take advantage of the fact that you've done your own art and that you or that you have your own art, whether you did it or your friend did it, and and make, make that thing pop out a bit more.
1: And keep in mind too that right now we're only seeing this thumbnail size thing. Mm-hmm. So like um, if you want to use that art, I would even maybe like blow it up a little bit because you've got some of the cape there that looks like you could just kind of expand the size even if temporary. I mean, if that's not what you want to do in, in the future when you have an actual book, but just for now, cause it kind of gives a, draws the eye in a little more when you have more to look at. That's what's hard that for me, that's, what's hard about it right now is like the words and the picture are right there on top of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: otherwise this looks very promising i like the i like the basic premise i'd have to read uh, Mm -hmm. the there's a sample chapter there i'd like i'm probably going to take some time to read it so i can get a better idea of the the quality of the writing um but i i like the premise i'm interested like i it's it's not the first time that we see a situation where basically games get translated into real life event you see that a lot with fantasy novels you see Mm -hmm. that it's, it's, there's a, a sort of a, an updated uh, Ender's Game uh, aspect to it that's interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I like the premise.
1: Yeah. And honestly, uh, he did the the 90 day funding, so he's still got plenty of time and he's not, he's not doing bad. Uh, Joseph, right? Yeah. Joseph's not doing bad. Um, 55 pre-orders. No, if I'm not mistaken, this is someone that wasn't, I
0: didn't see him in the top 10 like a week ago.
1: Yeah. So, so he's, he's doing well. Because um, Quill, I mean, he's 25% of the way to Quill, basically. So, is yep. that right? 50-50. I don't know. Close to something like that. I have no idea. Math, you know, I teach music. What do you want? I I once heard that math and music
0: were very similar, Paul. They are. I mm. count to
1: four and sometimes six. Ooh. Yeah. I, I see what they mean now. <laughs> <laughs> fractions. A lot of fractions. But not complex fractions, Okay.
0: So uh, while we're uh, we're, b- we're between book, I was going to ask since we're talking about video game books, uh, Alicia, do you do you play video games at all?
2: I do. Uh, with the job, though, it's harder to find time to play those games. Unfortunately. Yeah,
1: you're, you know, you're I could I you. couldn't tell by your by your Skype name, you know.
2: Oh, of course uh, not. I, I
1: couldn't tell. You know? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, your I, Skype I, I name,
2: crochet but... a lot. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why your name is Game Girl, right? So, what kind of <laughs> games do you like to play? Okay,
0: well, my Skype only said Alicia Smock, so, uh, so I, I didn't oh. know that her name was Game Girl. So get oh, off my weird. back.
2: Oh yeah, that that's the username <laughs> I used through a lot of my teen years. But I love I love RPGs. I gotta say, um, Legend of Zelda was my first real introduction, Ocarina of Time, and I have fallen in love great with the game, game series ever since.
1: <laughs> great game, great.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I'm a huge Transformer nerd. So any Transformer game like the um War for Cybertron, Follow Cybertron, any of the movie games, love playing those. Cool. Um I actually discovered uh last month that I am five days older than Sonic the Hedgehog and I grew up with him. So
1: <laughs> do you play do you still play old. that sometimes? Yeah, I know, right? Me too. Do you still <laughs> play that sometimes?
2: I do, yes. I I I gotta admit I love I love Sonic. I've been debating on Investing in a Sega Genesis, again, that's the game system yes. I grew up with,
1: <laughs> yeah. I grew up with the uh, the the Nintendo Entertainment System, the mm-hmm. original and Atari. I had Atari, too. I grew All up right. with a Sega
0: Master System, then a Genesis. and oh, i really? I played a fracton of Sonic. So yeah, I, I liked- love the soundtrack for Sonic. Yep. Oh, and
2: then the sound effects, like whenever he mm. jumps or spins or collects the rings, it's so much fun.
0: <laughs> it's it's a cool game. I, I like games that will take a very, very simple game element to make to to, to, to make its mark. Basically, the whole point of Sonic is just this is going to move faster than all the other games you've played before, and you need to have good reflexes. So it's it's made for an original platformer, which was kind of revolutionary at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, not land and in water
2: since he can't yeah. swim. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
0: No, unless he finds bubbles. Anyways, it's it's complicated. Sonic <laughs> yeah. is a complicated game. <laughs>
1: I mean he's I'm, a hedgehog. I mean
0: I'm really depressed that the the first the first Zelda game you played is the last one I played.
1: Oh man. <laughs> the
2: Ocarina <laughs> of say, Time was great
1: though.
2: <laughs> I gotta say Twilight Princess is probably my favorite though.
0: Really? I just mm-hmm. haven't had the game systems to play those. Last Nintendo game system I had was a 64.
2: Oh, get it. Get a GameCube. You can play all those games. They have like a master pack where you can play the original Legend of Zelda, um, a Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past. And then they have Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on there.
1: Majora's Mask was a cool game, too. Oh, I that thought. was
2: an awesome game. Creepy um, as heck, but yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> my my favorite Zelda is still the original, the original Legend of Zelda.
2: Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a chance to play that yet.
1: Uh, really? really? Are you serious? Oh, it's,
2: yeah. It's, Again, oh, it's great. I just, I don't have time. It's so sad.
1: Oh, I know, right? Damn.
0: I'm right there with you. Like you are talking about, oh, you get game, GameCube, play the games. Like I can do this logistically. I can do it financially. I can't do it schedule wise. Exactly. <laughs> like I, because I have a podcast on Overwatch, I get to play that. Otherwise I would probably not play video games anymore because I couldn't justify it. Anyways, enough making me feel old. Let's talk about the glorious denial, Paul.
1: I am not ready, but I will get ready. Sorry, I was I was um basking in our video game uh, sort of knowledge.
0: <laughs> I'm 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 <laughs> reining it back in because I know how easily now that I know that Alicia's a gamer that this could very easily consume half an hour of the show. And oh, that's yeah. that's not why people
1: are listening to us. No. Well, we of we got the not. time. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, so The Glorious Denial is by Timothy Gager. I'm gonna go with that. Gager. Yeah. Um the good. the the uh, little pitch here at the top of the page says Gaming to Glory, GTG, has claim has claimed the crown of entertainment. Fandom and fame hinges on the lines as teams compete in the digital realm of a game known as Wofare to claim the league's coveted trophy. So, so basically, this is
0: a, yet another book that's going to touch on the eSport thing, which is awesome because I'm really getting into eSports myself yeah. as a spectator because I am not a good video game player.
1: Yeah, that's, that's actually kind of interesting because, you know, we've been working with uh, everybody for this anthology, and um, Thomas Arnold, uh, his, his general idea is that an eSports champion – actually has to take that kind of uh knowledge and and uh uh physical memory stuff i guess into actual battlefields with drones and stuff like that so that's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing so they're they're along similar lines um and i think by the way i think that short story is going to be pretty cool uh all of them are going to be really cool actually but
0: i can't make promises for mine i can't i mean here's what's going to happen i'm going to think it's pretty cool i'm not sure you guys will think it's pretty cool (laughs) Not because it's controversial, it's because I don't know. It's 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 shaping up to be kind of weird.
1: Yeah, I have okay.
2: confidence in your work.
1: Well, no, that this, makes this one is, of us. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it goes around here. Just so yeah,
0: you. it's it's all about self-loathing, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's why you have followers who help you build up that confidence.
1: Yes, there you go. So, um, what I, I can tell you, what I like about this page, very quickly, um, is that what he he actually has nothing about himself on here. It's all about the game. Um, what I don't like, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but what I don't like is right now at least it doesn't seem like his uh his video is working no it's been
0: removed by the user so i'm thinking he's probably replacing it that's what i was thinking um and we're we're in the window where he's replacing it and Mm -hmm. if not and he doesn't have a video he should just completely remove it because that makes it a a bit misleading
1: yeah so he's got his the actual youtube he removed it from youtube but he hasn't removed it from his page yet um if you didn't understand what we meant, because you know, by the no, time you hear this, it could be changed and gone. Uh, no, so I'm going to read a little true. bit about the. I'm going to read a little bit about um the game or the, you, the you, game. You, wow, you okay? The you, <laughs> you you good? You good to do it? Do you uh, do you need no. a moment? No, I do. I guess apparently I do because okay. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> just breathe in the nose, out the mouth. Here we go. The DreamBox, a state-of-the-art virtual reality gaming console, boasts a processor boasts a processor dubbed as the REMulator. REMulator. Wordplay. It's fun. Since its introduction to the world of gaming, the RE emulator has taken the world by storm, pushing the user experience to the next level and beyond. Through advanced engineering, concepts previously deemed impossible to mankind, the technology—the technological masterpiece allows the user to project themselves into a digitally designed world. That's pretty cool. I like that part. With the creation of the Dreambox came Wofare, a platform which changed the face of competitive gaming forever. The premise of the game is a magical world in which players join classical casts of a fantasy realm and perform team-based combat tasks to win objectives known as woes. There are three distinct rounds in the game, known as Invasion, Capture the Damsel, and Slaughter. The winner in the best of the three... The winner... uh, I am having a seizure, I think. The mm. winner in the best of three contests takes the match and claims victory. Carter Paxson is one of GTG's fan favorites to watch. As he dons the RE emulator and selects his Viking skin, he turns into something entirely different than his human personality. Berserker, ruthless, savage, fearless beast. But when he is given an ultimatum by the woman of his dreams, that's it's her or the game, that's when his winning streak finally meets an end. So, I mean, I like the the idea behind this game. Uh, Gosh, this movie. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Movie? What am I saying? It's a book, I'm done. I quit. I'm going. I'm leaving.
0: (laughs) Paul, if you don't make it alive after they take you to the hospital, can I have your stuff? Sure. Sure. You can just take it all. I don't
1: know. Awesome. (laughs)
0: Leave Um, the money
1: for my family, though.
0: It looks like an interesting premise. Uh, it, it, again, it's got, got, got this kind of... Uh, it, it, it seems to follow what's becoming a bit of the, the trope of the, uh, the, the e-sport in literature, if you will. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, because we're kind of seeing the ge- the genesis of that sub-genre. Uh, except for that last sentence, seems like... I don't, I don't know if the author is uh, venting personal frustrations. Is this something <laughs> that he's had to... I mean... It's it's an old joke that well, right uh, what you know, right? <laughs> well, I've played WoW for a long time, for a few years, so um, I know about people telling me it's consuming my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I I can understand where this may come from, and I'm curious to see if uh, if Timothy has a uh, if this is something that uh, is cathartic to his life.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm interested too. I think that this sounds like a pretty good book, and I'm I'm hoping that it's a uh... I'm hoping that it it funds. Right now he's at 25 pre-orders and there's 53 days left, so there's plenty of time. So, um
0: Yeah, there's, yeah, there's plenty of time di- of time for Quill.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of time. I mean, there's plenty of time for him to get a book out. Like I mm-hmm. mean, get, you know, hit, hit one of the goals. Probably Quill is the more likely goal here, but um I don't know. I just haven't I haven't heard a lot from him. You know what I mean? Like I haven't seen a lot of posts or I don't I don't know how he's how he's working his angle. That's like your your page looks pretty good here. I like your kind of cover design. I like uh, your your There's a layout, couple of things
0: I would do know. differently for the cover. Like the cover is nice because it's very simple, it's very in your face, but the, and the title itself might be a bit too small. Mm-hmm. And I would center the uh, the impaled character a little better yep. because for the e-reader thumbnail, the head touches the border and in graphic design that's kind of distracting.
1: And the glo- the the word the from the the glorious denial is kind of lost in that border too. Mm-hmm. And but that's something that you know when you're first time Inkshares user, you don't realize until no, no, after, no. you know. None so. of these
0: comments are <clears throat> blames, they're recommendations.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, no. We want to see You'll you succeed. know when it's a blame. Yeah. Mostly JF will be doing it then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Viciously. So check that book out if you have not. Um, what Alicia, what are your thoughts on these two books? Because like, you do lots of reading and you do lots of writing about books. So what are your thoughts about these ideas? You know what I mean?
2: Actually, before I say my ideas, I actually had a quick question for both of you guys. Sure. Uh, you were saying that um, he he's still a few readers away from reaching Quill. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if someone who is submitting a work to a contest, if they do not make it to that top three or top five, whatever they're looking for for that contest – do these submissions automatically just get put into their own category and then the writer can still keep going, still market themselves to reach Quill? Or do they have to repost it?
1: No, no. Uh, it, it, no. Go ahead. Well, do, yeah.
0: yeah. The, the, the way it works is basically what you do is you create a uh, – you create your campaign – Independently from the contest, so every all the parameters for your campaign, from the the start date to finish date to the genre and category that you put your your campaign is, is unrelated to the to, to the contest itself. Then you enter your book into the contest. And obviously, if you have to change their jar so that it fits the contest jar, then you probably need to do so. Um, but everything else about the about your campaign, like the, the duration, remains the same. A good example is when uh, Inkvengers, I don't know who exactly did the setup, but when the people for the anthology created the campaign for uh, Too Many Controllers, they set the end of the campaign specific to, co- to coincide exactly with the end of the contest. Meanwhile, most of the other participants go for the what I believe is 90 the 90 day standard uh, campaign length.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The 90 day is like the uh, default. So you can do longer than that. You can do shorter than that. It's it's up to you.
2: Oh, all right.
1: So, I, I, you know, when you were saying that, JF, I just started thinking. The contest, when is the contest over? Is it Saturday at noon or is it Friday at noon? Because that'd it's be probably sad. F- it's the fifteenth, so it would be Friday at noon.
0: Okay, so I what could is be today, wrong Monday, though. Tuesday when? and it's noon Pacific,
1: I believe. Okay, so it'd I just, be
2: like two o'clock or three o'clock your guys' time, right? Yeah,
1: yeah I was just curious. Yeah, I was just curious about it because I was like, oh, I don't want to run out of days in our contest one day before. <laughs> I mean, in our campaign one day before the contest, <laughs> that would be not good.
0: That'd be weird.
1: Yeah, if I were doing it, I would have probably had it end on Saturday instead of Friday. But I yeah, didn't set that it's up either. Like
0: having an extra day wouldn't
1: be a problem. Yeah. Um, so uh we 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 were talking about video games a little bit, and that's I it made me want to talk about my short story since I've written my first draft. So there might be a little bit of a That's, that's fine, that's
0: fine Paul. I mean we we have a guest, but let's talk about you.
1: Okay, good, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um in in the story, the, the 1989 is the name of the story, these people come across a video game, um, and this video game ends up being influential to the future. Okay, So, the way I designed it, and I think that this is kind of fun. This is just my own brain. But it's kind of fun the way I designed it, because each level on this video game is like a different type of video game. So, for example, one level might be a side scroller, Another level might be like, um, I don't know, like Sonic. Oh, no, that's a side-scroller. Like uh, Pac-Man, you know what I mean? Like a maze. Um, Another level might be something else, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to give it all away, but I just thought that was interesting because um, something that we said in the last book triggered that in my mind. And I was like, wait, that sounds familiar to me. So I don't know what it was. But anyway, I'm done, all right? Forget it.
2: Oh, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so nice to each other. Well,
1: I I'm glad somebody recognizes it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I feel that if we if we have the vibe of an old married couple, it'll be more entertaining for the listener. Yeah, definitely, it, it's it's more it's more fun to hear us argue and rib each other than always agree like weirdos. Yeah. So as funny. I was saying,
1: <laughs> we, we, we all we of do, us talking at once. Just then.
0: go ahead. We do we do have a guest. And I i mean, we, we've been asking her questions here and there to keep her in the loop and in, in the discussion. But the whole point of our third section is that we, we want to ask Alicia a few questions because because she's been kind of hovering around the Inkshares community and talking to a lot, of, a lot of us authors. And I guess my first question is,
2: Why? <laughs> well um i guess i could start with how i even found ink shares um i found you guys oh gosh probably last year i think i want to say late last year um zachary linville when he was funding welcome to deadland i found that out because i work with Zach's brother-in-law at my job and he was telling me he's like hey you're a book reviewer right well my brother-in-law is that was when the contest was going on so he told me about the contest I talked to Zach I interviewed him before the I want to say before the contest was over it was like a couple days before the contest was over and that was my first article I've ever written about someone who is in the process of funding a book, but it's not guaranteed that the book was going to come out yet. And after I published that, um, marketing director of Inkshares Avalon, she contacted me, and the rest is history, I guess. That's
0: cool. It is it's, very it's, cool. So basically, you came in during the first Nerdist contest. That's right. Cool. So you've you've talked to a lot of different English authors, but that's not the only uh, that that's not the only type of book reviews that you do. I remember when you and I were talking uh, during one of the interviews, you were looking at some books that you were uh, that you were reviewing. Some of them more interesting than others. <laughs> um, do you, do you have a specific, uh, specific jar selection for the books that you review or do you, uh, are you on, on some, uh, some, some advanced reader lists and you just, you just review what you get?
2: I basically review whatever anyone asks me to. Um, I do love the science fiction and the fantasy books that I'm asked to read, but I've been asked to read, as you were talking about, J.F. Romance, and that's not really my category, but I read them. I've read a nonfiction book. I've read just regular fiction. Um, basically, just whatever someone asks me to read, I'll just read it.
1: <laughs> so when when did you uh, first like discover that you wanted to do this kind of thing like you because you earlier you were saying that you just enjoy it like but I I think that was before we actually started recording but um Mm -hmm. when did when did you like seek out examiner which um who you are? well we'll get to that in a minute but um (laughs) when did you seek out that why like what was the drive there how did that how did that all come about?
2: Well, I've always loved writing. I never really knew exactly what I wanted to write. All I knew is that I wanted to write something. And I'm an avid reader. After college, I... couldn't find a job so as i was looking for a job i stumbled across a job posting for examiner and they're just like hey you can be a chicago public library examiner and so i applied for the job they contacted me within a couple hours and i got the job so they told me i needed to write articles about the chicago public libraries um I'm about an hour away from the city, so I can't get there as easily. So I contacted them, asked if I could change my name. They changed me to a books examiner. So then I was able to do stuff with books. I had no idea what I was doing. So I decided, hey, I'm reading a book I really like. I'll review it. And it just sort of turned into something where I just wrote a bunch of book reviews. And I was contacted by a publishing company in Utah called shadow mountain publishing they were my first people who contacted me they're like hey if we send you this box of books will you read and review them and i'm like okay and then a couple of them were like hey here's some authors who wrote these books do you want to talk to them i'm like okay so i just kind of developed from there
1: that's cool that's really cool like so you just it just kind of happened like organically naturally yeah that's that's awesome so um when you were first contacted by uh, Shadow Mountain Publishing, is that what you said right. it was? Um, when you were first contacted, like, what was your like emotionally like? Did you go through like a roller coaster? You're like, yeah, and then you're like, wait a minute, what if I'm terrible? Like, because that's what happens to me a lot, like the emotional roller coaster. You know, I'm like a mess. I like teach middle schoolers, and I'm like, gosh, I feel like you a middle are, schooler.
0: Yeah, you are a
1: middle schooler. Hey says the guy who this episode was like i am terrible remember remember we said that earlier yeah so
0: yeah no i it's because i am i'm a monster
2: but um well when they first contacted me i was a little nervous but then when i got this big box and like on my doorstep and it had seven books in there and i was like i just got these seven books for free and i get to read and review them i just got more excited and since they were my first contacts i was like oh i'm just gonna do this right now i don't have a job i have all this time to read da, da, da. so yeah the first the first few books were really easy and fun but then it was actually oh and after i got that package it was two weeks after that when i actually got my job i have now <laughs>
1: So and now time, time is more scarce.
0: Yeah. It's more scarce.
2: Yeah. I'm l- like you, JF, I have a lot of sleepless nights because after work, <laughs> come home, read all night, and then get about four or five hours of sleep and then start the day over again.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, it's weird because that's been my schedule for the past two weeks. And I'm kind of loving it, <laughs> which means <laughs> I'm probably going to die before Christmas.
2: No, it's that's my just thought- the slap happiness kicking in. That's all. Oh,
0: okay. Good, good, good. That's fine. That's fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, I, fine. If, I can, if I can not have to drive so I can avoid falling asleep at the wheel, it'll be awesome. So I, I have a question. You don't have to answer because it, it, it might... I don't want to put you on the spot, but of what you've reviewed so far, what is... Your least favorite book, like the book that you've actually gone through the review process. you've read the damn thing, but kind of wish you hadn't. And on the other hand, what is the one book that you've read that is really that really exceed your expectations? now I, i'm I'm trying to give give our listeners like an idea of how what kind of books not to send you and which ones will get get them an interview?
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I actually have two. Um, do you want me to just say one, though?
0: Um, oh, no. Go. No, go, go, go the floor Absolutely. is yours. <laughs> Absolutely. <Okay. laughs>
2: um, well, two of them that were sent to me were actually both sent to me by other authors who asked me to read their books. The one, I think, that takes the gold is a book called Loki. And it was by a self-published Amazon author, Kira Montclair. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. The book was, um, to put it nicely, I can't even really put it she's nicely not in verbal listening. words. <laughs> she,
0: she's, she's not listening. It's fine. If you are and, listening, if And if she, and if she, and <laughs> if she is, that's, this, this is a learning experience for you, uh, Mrs. Montclair. Right. that sometimes people are going <laughs> to say mean things.
2: Um well, like and i take I take pride in like in books that I don't like when I'm reviewing them. I try to be as nice as I can. Hers was actually their first review I put capital letters because if you were hearing me while I was typing it, I was verbally venting what I hated about the book, <laughs> but then on the review, I'm like, oh, this is. Was- okay, but he could have developed it more. I don't know. It was just a. It was supposed to be a romance novel. It was supposed to be a book, one of a new spin-off series of another one. And the characters were just walking oxymorons and it was just a hot mess. <laughs> so basically, it was about some guy, um, some Scottish guy in scotland in 1700s and he was orphaned as a child adopted by this big grant clan and 15 years he was with this clan and all those 15 years he's just like oh they hate me oh they don't love me oh i should go away because they don't love me and it's like dude they adopted you 15 years ago
0: So he's a teenager for 15 years Go on Yeah, exactly
2: and he's, li- uh, he's
0: listening to The Cure But like some Scottish version of The Cure
2: Yeah, and then there's oh God, you know who The Cure so is don't you? So I do know what The Cure is Oh, God oh Good, God.
1: good, <laughs>
2: good point, But then Paul. <laughs> But then this guy, well, his name is obviously Loki, has a love interest from a neighboring clan and they both obviously love each other. They both obviously have expressed their love for each other, but he won't make a move because her father doesn't want her to marry some adoptive kid. So he like, oh, I'm going to go on a journey. I'm going to go find my birth parents. But then she's just like, oh, I'm going to go with you. And he's just like, no, you're you're too weak and you need to stay here. And she's just this, this tiny little thing who is portrayed as strong. But then anytime she's in trouble, which is the entire book, she just sits there and cries. <laughs> so
1: so she's kind of like the JF of the book. <laughs> I'm portrayed as strong. <laughs> but you just sit there and cry, though. That's I do thing. that. I do.
0: I, I have a tub of, too. once we're done here, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep in a tub of Hagendaz, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: <laughs> Ooh, what flavor?
0: Um, I'm partial to, to cookie dough. Yeah, Ooh. cookie dough is good. You know how um, many calories is in a tub of haagen 1200 calories.
2: Uh, don't don't share that. You're going to you're going to dampen everyone's spirits.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. The good news is a normal person <laughs> is supposed to eat about 1500 calories a day. So you can have a tub of Häagen-Dazs day. <laughs> That's your
2: then, only meal. <laughs>
0: and then 300 <laughs> calories of vegetables. That's a lot of veggies. That is a lot of veggies. So um, what's the other what's the other Yeah, book? what's the other one?
2: Oh, the other book um, was called Sissy, The Last Empress. It was supposed to be a historical fiction about, oh boy, it was supposed to be about some uh, German empress um, in the 1800s, I believe. I, the, the, the name is escaping me. It was a big German family, like a royal family. That was big before all of the events that led up to World War II. Um, But this guy who wrote it. I can't remember his name. Um, He. For the best. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote it um, as it really wasn't a historical fiction. It was kind of a fiction mixed with a history reference book. And. All of his dialogue, about 90% of the dialogue ended in exclamation points. So all you saw were, like, in your head were characters running around with their hands waving over their heads, screaming at each other. wait,
0: in his defense, you said it was German. And that is very much how I imagine the Germans speak. That's very German. With a lot of
1: exclamation points. Well, and a lot of (laughs) hacking.
2: I I took German for five years, so.
1: (laughs) All right, speak something in German now.
2: Um... Oh gosh, I'm, she's I'm not really show pony, Paul.
1: It. All right, well, so, would you it, please it, speak something? <laughs> <in German? laughs> uh, there was no ex. Exclu- Where's the hand waving and the the explanation points?
2: <laughs>
1: yes, man, you should have seen that. Those of you at home who are only listening, that was great.
2: <laughs> don't watch! Don't watch! Look away! Avert your eyes.
0: <laughs> so, what what was the the best book? Like the not necessarily best, but which one? Was there a book that really surprised you with the quality? Like you, I don't know, like you were expecting something, but it turned out to be something else and it was still great instead of disappointment?
2: Actually, yes. Uh, one of the, um, I want to say probably the fourth author who contacted me, he contacted me June of last year. Uh, his name was Dave Cravens and he published a book called The God Thought. And it was basically about a farmer who, had a thought and that one thought caused a plane full of who knows how many people like 200 people to crash on a plant like a manufacturing plant that had like 500 employees caused an explosion killed everybody so the whole point of the book is like okay how can a single thought cause that much destruction and like with just the title you would think like oh it's just theology and i'm not against religious fiction i'm i love religious fiction and this one had the religious aspect but it was categorized under science fiction and while reading the book you find out that there are superheroes in the book
1: that took a a turn that that, that
0: (laughs) that takes a turn yeah
2: yeah it turns out it turns out to be good though (laughs) It turns out to be very good. It makes you really think, and like the whole premise is kind of like, what do you believe is the meaning of life? Hmm.
1: That's cool. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Was, was it forty-two?
0: Cool. So no. he, he's, he's no. making <laughs> a, a Douglas Adams
2: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, so the it it wasn't it wasn't ageless or or
1: life engineered. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Nah. yeah. So yeah. it's okay. But I it's love okay. your
2: guys' books. So I love talking so, to you guys. So
1: look, you just I just want you to say ageless. Go ahead, go. Just say it. Just say it, because I'm gonna dub it over later. What was your JF's gonna? Go, <laughs> What's you your sure favorite book? And, JF and, go, was you get lazy. <laughs> and then she's gonna describe
0: another book. That's that'll work in your favor, Paul. That, that'll work. So.
2: Yeah. You guys are so pressuring you, you, me here. Come on.
0: <laughs> well, it's what we do? Come on. <laughs> so, no, I, was I was going to say, kidding. the um so you 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 used to do to work with examiner, but now ex- explain to to us if you don't mind like what's what's going on? Examiner is closing its doors?
2: Yes, yes it is. Uh You were July. you were paying you too
0: high a salary, so now they can't keep the servers going.
2: Oh yeah, they were paying me like a penny an article. <laughs> nice. But no, I didn't I didn't write for them for the pay. I, I, I love writing, and I love getting to interact with you guys and other authors. And I mean, I'm reading books I never would have picked up if I had just seen them on the shelf.
1: And overall, this is a little tangent here, but overall, like the majority of the books that you get, would, what would you say? Like, is there ups and downs, or are most of them pretty good? Most of them kind of, uh, you know? Like, do you... I mean, I don't know, where would you rank mo- If you had to say every book that I've read is a 5 out of 10 or something like that, like like what was the <laughs> average be? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, if you don't know, then we'll go back off of this tangent and, you know.
2: <laughs> no, I, I know. I think on average, probably 4 out of 5 stars for, uh, oh gosh, like 80, 85% of the books that I read. Hmm,
0: that's good. That's a good percentage.
1: That, so uh, uh, gives us now, hope, JF.
0: Now that Examiner is uh, is gone or going away, what, where, where, where are your reviews going to be? Where, what are you going to be doing?
2: Well, I will still be writing reviews. Um, I I already currently have a stack of books actually right next to me of books that I I was asked to read and review, um, but they will be going on Medium.com for now. Um, but by probably either January or February of 2017, I plan to start my own website where I can post my own reviews. I wouldn't be working under anyone but myself. That's, that's cool. fantastic.
0: It's a good initiative. You get to keep control of your uh, of your own destiny that
1: way.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm, so, I'm very excited about that.
1: That's That's fantastic. So what's the... It's it's July now. What's the kind of like the delay? Like why why are you waiting until the new year? That's the question, I guess.
2: Actually, it's due to money. I found out creating your own website costs a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it it does. it does.
2: And like it was between that and my car and I rather love my car, so
1: <laughs> Makes sense. Perfectly. Perfectly. There's like I just got my renewal for the for the website like uh for the uh, domain name or whatever, and they're like, "You better pay it by August first, or it's gone." And I'm like, "Oh man, I didn't have the money for this. Oh, All geez. my Comic Con money. Now mm-hmm. I got to spend ten bucks on the domain name. That was ten dollars. I could have like got an Overwatch thing for JF." Sorry, JF.
0: Oh wait, they might have an exclusive Funko Pop. We'll need to talk.
1: Yeah, I've been they, collecting seriously, dude. Like if they do, we're gonna we have preview night, so. Like, I'll be there before, like, the masses. You know what I mean? Ooh. lucky duck.
0: Before the plebes. I mean, other people. (laughs) Paul's part of the bourgeoisie.
1: I am not. Um, I am not. No French on this. No French on this podcast. That was part of the rules. We we, have a rule. Only German. We have a rule. Only German. (laughs) Only German. Only German if your arms are going... (laughs) <laughs> you know. And the, the, <laughs> occasion,
0: the occasional portmanteau
1: yeah um yeah. D- do you have any other questions paul um yes i actually do because i don't think and uh, maybe i'm wrong because i'm my mind is gone but no, you're uh, right you don't think <laughs> i don't think that you answered um from earlier the two books that we talked about tonight what right what do you think
0: oh yeah it's true you Totally dodged that question. Yeah. Well done, by
1: the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had me and in, my, in
2: my defense, I did not dodge them. I said I have a question before we get there, and uh, actually, yeah. like, you guys that was the that dodging. Off. Though. That was
1: the dodging. Well, <laughs> no, hey, I'm, I'm, if I'm you leave place it to us, blame on you guys. <laughs> yeah, if you leave it to us, it'll be trail off all the time. So.
2: <laughs> no, I think both of these sound very interesting. Um, for the glorious denial, that last bit about his. Uh, about the woman of his dreams saying if it's her or the game kinda mm-hmm. irks me a little bit. That's because you're it, a gamer. Yeah, I'm i I'm a gamer and I'm a woman, so that's really that's just I don't know. It really irks me, but I, I, I shouldn't say anything bad.
1: <laughs> you know what, JF? We gotta acknowledge one thing. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt because I'm going to let you go on. We gotta oh, acknowledge no, one right. thing. <laughs> that mm-hmm. you are our you are the first female guest that we have had, technically. On right brain, isn't that correct? Oh wow, really? I think that's correct. I mean, we did some other stuff that was not right brain a hundred percent, like uh, reviewathon. But yeah, I think you're our first female guest, and that's what we've been missing around here, JF, a female. Mm? <laughs> I, I it's it. it, it it's a profound
0: and complex discussion to have, but I don't feel that we've been missing a female because I don't care whether the people that are on the show are male or female. It's not a distinction that well, I really highlight. Name. No, no. I you you Look, you draw a line between genders, and that's uh, that's very uh, early 2000s of you, but I'm a, I'm a man who thinks of the future. I write sci-fi, and to me, gender is not an issue uh, okay. regarding who I hang out with or not.
1: Okay. So, what was your thoughts on the other book?
2: (laughs) The other book, I think, sounds like fun. I was actually glancing at the first chapter for a little bit, and I like how he has everything kind of set up for you, or for the readers, where he actually says, like, what galaxy it's in, what the planet's called, even though I cannot, I'm going to butcher the name of the planet, Thray, Thra.
1: Welcome to our world. Yeah, (laughs) just... We do this at least once a week.
2: Okay, then I don't I don't feel so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, good thing it's you this time, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first saw it, I, the first word that came to mind was Terra, but then I'm thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy, so yeah. that's not right. <laughs> but it's, it's nice because it seems like there's a lot of characters, so having everything already set up for you before you even begin the first chapter, I think that that's nice for at least this book with having so many characters that like it has the name of the character and their username on the game. So Mm -hmm. I think that that really helps just to organize it. But so far, I mean, just from the little bit that I've seen, it looks really good. I love that they have it in third person past tense because yeah, I really, I I love reading books like that, (laughs) but that's just a personal preference.
1: (laughs) I am down with that. I understand that. <laughs> Personal preference also.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry. Sorry, I, JF. I,
0: no, no I, I had nothing to say. I was just going to say that I I don't think I'm smart enough to have a preference in tenses. Like, if, if I read it, it flows well, I kind of lose track of what, like, all the perspective stuff. Like, I'm just, I just <laughs> don't have a brain that well, uh, that well trained
2: yeah a lot of, a lot of English classes just drilling things into your brain then that's that's just what I see
0: <laughs> yeah I've, I've i've taken I've taken those classes later in life i'm I'm trained into marketing and design, so it's a it's a different way of approaching narratives.
2: Oh and see design goes whoop right over my head
0: <laughs> it's It's weird how marketing and design take storytelling much more into account than people think. I'm serious. Like I, I'll go into detail maybe one day when we have a, a segment about it. But there's there's some very interesting parallels, and in the 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 clients that I have that don't understand how to use narrative in their in in their marketing plan are the ones that usually don't do as well. Because okay. The, the, idea, like the, the idea of what you're doing with a book and what you're doing uh, with a story and what you're doing with a marketing campaign is very much the same. The, 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 your goal is to engage your, 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 your audience, and you do so by introducing characters and ideas and concepts and having them go through a narrative that needs to have beginning, middle, conclusion. It's, there's a lot of very, very interesting parallels to be drawn.
2: Okay. but
1: that's that that is for another time <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think I don't I think I don't have any any other questions um Jf
0: i I have a question it's mostly um, if let's say there we we the authors that we have here uh, that listen to to write brain are I would say probably almost hundred percent Inkshare's writers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of them like Most of those are going to be listening and going to go Oh maybe I should contact Alicia And see if she wants to review my book Do you recommend that they go through InkShares to do that Or does Inkshare contact you And have you read all their books anyways <laughs>
2: Um, Well, so far, um, usually my main contact is Avalon. Uh, She will let me know, like, oh, hey, there's this book that's coming out. Why not read this? Or I've even had a couple authors just reach out to me. I know, Paul, you were the one uh, who just reached out to me. Um, I've had uh, Stephen Kerrigan. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Who's Uh, writing The Sleeping man.
0: Man. If he... If he's uh, pronouncing it the way it's supposed to be in French, it's Carignan, but he probably isn't, so never
2: mind. Oh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, he he reached out to me, um, Tal Klein reached Mm -hmm. out to Mm -hmm. me, and so, I mean, I've had various ways of people reaching out to me, but they are more than welcome to reach out to me through inksters, through, I've had... People contact me through Twitter, through Facebook, through my personal email. Um, anyone who wants me to review their book or even just talk to them, they're more than welcome to contact me.
0: Cool. Awesome. And do you say you can reach you on Twitter. Do you want to give your, your uh, Twitter
1: handle? Yeah, or email or anything.
0: Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Give, give us your contact info and especially also tell us where <laughs> your articles are, are right now so that people can go go read them. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, um, well, uh, you can find all of my articles through my Twitter handle. It's just Alicia, capital A-L-I-C-I-A, underscore, capital C, underscore, Smock, capital S-M-O-C-K. So that's my Twitter handle. Um, I check my Gmail all the time. It's just asmock two one one at gmail dot com. That's probably the best way to contact me. Um, and then at medium.com, you can probably find me through that and just through my Twitter handle. Cause I log on to there through Twitter. So it should be easy enough to find.
1: Yeah. And you awesome. just, uh, just, I'm sorry. And,
0: and, and anyways, with your permission, I'll put all that information on the page for the, uh, for the podcast So anybody that needs to find those links can
1: find them easily there.
2: Oh, sure. Not a problem.
1: And, uh, like I was going to say, um, you've recently reposted all of your previous articles on Medium. So if you do go to Twitter and you and you find her on Twitter, like just her whole stream will be, you know.
0: Yes,
2: uh, I, I apologize rec- for that.
0: <laughs> oh, don't. It's, it's your Twitter stream to do as you want. Exactly. And I particularly recommend uh, the, the interview with, with Paula and Men. It's, it's fascinating to see uh, the, the, the man behind
1: the mask. <laughs> and, you know, there's a nice interview with... J.F. Dubot and Paul Inman. We're we talking oh, yeah, about yeah. this show, right, Brain? So <laughs> that's
0: true. That we've come full circle, finally.
1: <laughs> so, is, is there anything that
0: you would like to uh, to, to to tell the audience? Any any f- information that you want to give them? This is your platform. Go go right ahead.
2: Um, I think I've said everything. Um, again, just contact me if you want to talk or anything like that. I'm always open. Um, Again, I'll be starting my own website within the next few months, hopefully, (laughs) if I can get the money. (laughs) But even then, um, I will have the same contact information. I'll just be writing on my own. Um, Also, something for Paul. Um, I reposted your exclusive.
1: Oh, yes, Um, I saw. if
2: If you don't mind me having that on there, I know the picture that you made has the examiner dot com thing on there i
1: can give you a new one because i okay. still have it if you want okay,
2: okay. yeah that sounds great yeah I just email me go to go remind edit. Me. okay all right sounds good but yeah so i just want to let you know that i did have that i forgot to email you the link to that or the new link to that
1: nope no problem um, and if uh you haven't read it those of you at home read it come on <laughs> actually if i could
0: recommend just go read all of alicia's yes, articles or at least it. at least a sampling of it first of all to give her the click but also because she i mean we've had some experience with her work and she does very interesting reviews that are that are not biased generally speaking um which always makes me a bit worried knowing that she will be probably reviewing some of my future books so so far i haven't <laughs> been on the receiving end of any uh, low key esque commentary but i'm 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 staying on my toes
2: no, you guys are safe. You both are safe. I've read both of your works. You guys are fine.
0: Thanks. <laughs> you never, you never know when, when one of us is going to ride our Tommy Knocker.
1: <laughs> I didn't hate again Tommy with Knocker. the
2: Debbie Downer comments. Come on, JF.
1: <laughs> so, um, JF, give us your uh, mm-hmm. your uh, connections on the interwebs.
0: Oh, I. Um... I can be found on my website. That's jfdubeau.com, ucom or on Twitter at jfdubo. Um... This is, that's Those are the best place to find me. You can also find me on, on Facebook, but you, you guys know how to use a search engine. You'll find me there. I'm going to be re- re- redoing my website very soon to uh, put the focus more on the writing and more on the blog and less on some older projects that fall on the wayside. My website's a mess, by the way. But if you go into the book section, that's usually where I have extremely outdated information about my books. But the links are usually up to date. So if you want to follow what I'm doing, do that oh uh other thing if for anybody that's read the life engineered and did not hate it I am currently working on the sequel Arc which is going to be called Arc Android you can follow the uh, the project as it's evolving on inkshares just go to inkshares.com and search for Arc Android, and you'll be able to 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 find a link for that there
1: Paul uh, I just want to say congratulations Jf real quick because you passed the threshold 100 reviews since I the did. last time we talked i did more than 100.
0: amazon has yet to deliver my uh, flying broom and unicorn but i assume <laughs> that on, they amazon. are in the
1: mail you must not be a prime member i am
0: not actually <laughs> because it's not <laughs> worth it for canadians oh, oh, for
2: shame
0: <laughs> no Can- canadians do not get as cool uh we, we don't get like amazon prime streaming Oh, really? So it wow, yeah, it's not. It's really not as good. Well, maybe we do now, and I just haven't seen the announcement. But back when I was a prime member, it wasn't worth it.
1: Aww. How about you, Paul? Paul, um, you where can, can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul paulinmanesc. P a u l i n m a n s c. You can also go to my website paulinmansc.com. dot um, Same thing. You can find me on Facebook if you want. Also Instagram. And I know JF has an Instagram too. I don't remember what yours is, but
0: neither do I, which
1: <laughs> is a problem. Um, mine is the same. I use the same one for everything. It's, if you want to see crazy pictures that I post sometimes on Instagram, that's Paul Inman at uh, Paul in at Paul Inman SC. Dude, I am done. I think I'm done. No, I, I think I'm done. Seriously,
0: call your call your medical professional immediately. I a need vet. to see
1: a neurologist, a vet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, I'm not like a werewolf, JF, or anything. <laughs> Although I have no, I was
0: speaking poodle. <laughs> but go on.
1: Okay. So uh, I think that's it. That's going to wrap up this week's episode. And Alicia, thank you very much for um, gracing us with your presence.
2: Oh well, thank mm-hmm. you it, both very much for inviting me. This has been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If Paul doesn't
0: make it, I might ask you to co-host from then on. <laughs> Do oh, it. okay. I'm okay with it. Very, very pleasant to have you all around. If uh, if the poison actually finishes killing Paul, I mean, if oh. if. The Thanks. stroke he's Thanks. having, completely <laughs> accidentally, uh, does kills him. Uh, I'll, I'll be looking for a new co-host, and you're first on my list.
2: Oh, okay, all right. I'm honored. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> cool, and we'll uh, we'll 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 talk to you uh, to you dear listeners next week, hopefully, unless Paul messes things up again.
1: Well.